let the inmates run the asylum. Our goal as executives is to train up our team members so they can run our team. Welcome to the 14th episode of DME Coach, the DME Coach podcast, where we equip you and coach you as we go through the DME apocalypse. For the record, I had no idea we were going to encounter this pandemic. Pandemic. So when I used terms of the DME apocalypse, I was referring to what happened regarding audits and our reimbursements being cut. But hey, you throw the actual pandemic in there, I think it only adds to the effect. I always love to start the DME Coach podcast out with a high-low of the week, mainly because even during the good times, during the bad times, we need to keep things in perspective as leaders of our company as leaders of our companies and those that we are trying to coach and equip, it helps to keep things in perspective. So here's my high and low for this week. Uh, I'll start with my low first and then I'll go into my high. I um, I am currently, I'm currently taking university master's levels classes and once every seven weeks we get to bring a guest speaker in and we just get to pester him or her with questions and they kind of teach us what they have learned from life. Well, I didn't I didn't look on the schedule to see who our speaker was for this week and uh, just got incredibly blessed by being taught by Greg Brenneman. And uh, I did not know who Greg Brenneman was, but perhaps you do. He's uh does a lot of consulting. He's chairman of CCMP Capital. He is also the He's also the former CEO of Burger King back in uh, 2004 to 2006. Um, he also served as president and CEO of CCNP, which owned Quiznos uh, back in the day as well, too. So he has a lot of he has a lot of experience uh, leading a number of really top-notch companies, and currently he serves on the uh, sits on the board. If I if I can remember right. He also serves on the board of the directors currently at the Home Depot, as well too. So he was talking about how, um, you know, they are they are taking care of a company like Home Depot, which could go one of two ways. If people keep shopping at Home Depot, this social distancing can actually really take care of them. But then, if the government decides that uh, the Home Depots and Lowe's and other hardware stores of the world are not essential services and shuts them down, that's really really going to hurt that company. This was just my highlight of the week. It, it's one thing to have to lead my store that has uh, four locations and and a number of different team members, but it's nice to get fed into as well too. And that's what I hope that just as Greg spoken to me this week, I hope hopefully I can speak into you. And I'll, I'll touch on a few. And part of my highlight was he spoke on his framework that he uses to lead through crisis. Um, very, very helpful framework, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know that framework as well too, as uh, as the podcast goes on. But that was the highlight of my week. Low light of my week is uh, part of what Greg was teaching on. But we need to check in with our team members. Uh, we need to check in with our team members that we oversee directly daily. Now we're not talking about a big, big meeting, but you need at least 
Preferably say hi to them if you're still in the office. Or what I've been doing because I've been working remotely uh, most days is, hey, we I jump onto Zoom or I use a product called AnyMeeting and we use that to just check in. It's, it's much, much better if you can see someone's face even via video conference. So uh, one of my downsides this week has been my off-site team members. We have... I think we're up to eight off-site team members for our company currently, and I, I did not realize what was going on in the Philippines. I assumed things were fairly similar to what's going on here, but there's a complete quarantine going on in the Philippines right now. So this is where my I have eight of my team members in the Philippines. So the Philippines are having a are having a lockdown and quarantine, very similar to the United States, but only but significantly more restricted. And everyone talks there just like they talk here in the United States. But but some of my families that work for me, um, half their family has been laid off. They don't work for us, but you know it's one of those things that might be a husband-wife team where the wife works for me and their husband has been laid off because he was a non-essential business. So it's causing all sorts of problems in the Philippines. So I was checking in with them. We do weekly letters every single week at our store. And it really, they uh, I have several team members that they are just freaking out. And, you know, it, it's I understand being anxious during this time, but it's one of those things also. I was talking to one of them, and they're like, yeah, I need to get off Facebook because she gets nervous when she is on Facebook. And the same thing here. I've told my wife, why do you follow so-and-so? Snooze them. They do nothing but cause anxiety. And so, you know, the low light is I have team members that, you know, because when someone is anxious, they do not perform as high as they typically do. And so we, we had a nice team meeting uh, yesterday to just kind of talk things over. You know, we popped them all up on uh, any meeting, which is the virtual meeting software that I use. And we just kind of talked through some things. We talked about highs and lows and we just kind of checked in, let them know, hey, our company is doing well. Um, yeah, it's, it's not ideal, the whole COVID thing, but it's really... Are, I needed to just check in with them because not everyone understands how our, our industry, even people within our industry don't, and some of our team members don't understand our industry because there are certain doctor's offices that I'm aware of. A good buddy of mine, his wife, uh, who is an ARNP, has gone from working four days a week down to one day a week because of all the traffic that is not coming into their doctor's office. So they would think, well, okay, well, you're in the medical industry. Granted, it's DME and respiratory. Are we going to have to worry about this as well too? Now, we can weather this quarantine in the United States a little bit better, but I had to I had to pass that on to my offsite team members who are in the Philippines and say, hey, we're we're doing well. We're gonna we're going to uh, get a few projects done, but that's kind of my low light. Is I obviously did not do a good enough job checking in with them in the previous weeks about what the whole uh, COVID epidemic means here for our business. So that is something that I am upping my game on as I lead my company is just checking in with them more frequently. So if you notice any of your team members that you are overseeing or even, you know, sideways, uh, you know, if you're not overseeing with them, but you work alongside them. And if you notice that they are anxious, check in with them. Uh, and sometimes you don't have to fix their problems. You just have to listen to them, listen to them, acknowledge, hey, you know what? I, I can see why you were worried.
and it's a wonderful way of just reassuring someone. So that was my high and low for the week. This week, we are going to talk about what it means to truly lead in times of adversity. So what does it mean to lead in a time of adversity? If you don't know what this means, you're in trouble because it will bite you in the rear end because you can do what I've done before. You can communicate in the wrong way. I live in Yakima, Washington. If I need to go to Seattle, I drive west. If I'm driving to Spokane, which is east of Yakima, it doesn't matter how fast I'm driving. If I'm driving in the wrong direction, I am not going to get there. And some of us, if we are leading in the wrong way, it doesn't matter how well you think you're leading. If you're going in the wrong direction, you are doing more harm than good as we lead our respiratory stores, DME stores, home health care stores, you name it. We need to lead in the appropriate fashion. So that's what we're going to dial down with today. How can we lead our team members in this time of in this time of adversity? So first, let's kind of go back a little bit. If you were to say, "Hey, Eric, um, you know, sixty to ninety days ago, what was going on?" Well, what was going on sixty to ninety days ago is the S and P was at an all time high. Stock markets were just booming. You looked at every single economic indicator and you just assumed that it would go forward. Yeah, we kind of heard that there was something in China in the Wuhan province, but how did we know that this was not going to be, you know, like one of the previous epidemics, whether it be Zika or SARS or you name it, where, I mean, it was, it was a deal, but it wasn't a worldwide deal. And boy, what a difference two to three months makes. Wow. So it helps sometimes to understand what happens. Take your team members back. You don't have to do a history lesson, but just say, hey. Now, second, we do need to talk about there is a debate out there of lives versus jobs. And it we cannot negate when people lose their jobs that it does not have that when we quarantine, it can have unintended consequences. There are unintended consequences to shutting down the economy. There are the, the, honest, there are positive consequences to shutting down the economy. There are also a ton of negative consequences. Um, here's just a few stats to throw in your back pocket. A 10-point rise in the U.S. unemployment typically decreases lifespan by 18 months. That is scary. I wish we'd see that on the news. Um, that amounts to basically 200,000 deaths annually. Uh, same, drug use increases and society can break down. So for example, domestic violence goes up. This is not going to be a social commentary, but just throw that in your back pocket because we we cannot dismiss it. You have to just kind of at least be aware, hey, that's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm anti-quarantine. I'm not, but you at least have to be aware of the facts behind you. You know, everything, it, uh, it's always easy to talk about football games on Monday because we know how the football game went down. It, I'd be a great football coach if I could play every single play three different times. I used to do that back in video game days. We can't. So likewise with this, I can't say, hey, this is how I would do things. Um, again, and be right all the time because I don't know. I tend to have a hundred opinions and a good portion of them are right, but also a good portion are wrong. But if it's just an opinion, I don't have to live with the consequences. So how do we lead in a time of crisis when we can't predict the future? 
So first, understand the framework of leading in crisis. And I take this from, now the framework I'm speaking of comes from the book Right Away and All at Once by Greg Brenneman that I was referencing earlier. But here's here's where we're at. And first, have a plan and track your progress. Really, it's that it's even more important during times of crisis. Well, Eric, we can't track progress and KPIs because because things are unheard of. You may not mo- most of our team will not be able to perform at levels they previously were able to perform at. I totally acknowledge that, but we still need to track progress. I find it it takes our mind off the epidemic. So train what are your KPIs? What are your orders? What are what's your error rate? We need to continue to track the framework we have always tracked in our businesses. If they go down, that's fine. They probably will go down in a lot of areas. One of the things I love that Greg said is make sure we have a very simple one-page plan in every area that we do. If, you, if It's kind of like my, we're accredited through HQAA, and I hardly look at our entire accreditation book because it's like two to 400 pages long. I can't even tell you how long it is now. You cannot memorize 400 pages. I'm familiar with everything. But what you need to do is every department, there's got to be a quick one-page go-to that you have and what you're doing. So this way, if you get knocked silly, you can go back to the one page. What are your goals for the day? What are your goals for the week? What are your goals for the month? And and are we making progress? If you have a bad day, not a problem. Just figure it out and hopefully you can get back on the saddle tomorrow. So make sure you understand what's your one page plan for the market, financially, products, people. What does that look like? So for example, uh, we have our one-page plan for our respiratory team. How many? And we have. And right now we've upped this because we are tracking all concentrators. We do a full count every single day in our store because it's one of those things. As they, st- I assume they're going to go down. We cannot buy any more concentrators at this time. We have orders pending from Philips and we have orders pending from Drive Medical. Um, We're ordering more, but we cannot get more concentrators right now. So what we're doing is we're calling all patients. We're making sure that those that have oxygen, they're still using it. We used to do this every six months, but now we're doing it even faster because if not, I need to get those concentrators back. So know where everything is. Have a one-page thing. Have a one-page plan and track your progress. Number two, build a fortress balance sheet. Let me tell you what this looks like. Cash, cash, and more cash. Everyone, one of the big parts of anxiety right now is people are worried about cash. Now this goes two ways. If you are the executive of your business, you better know exactly what your bank balance looks like. You better know what your current burn rate is. You better know what you can put off, not put off, etc etc also make sure you should be doing this personally make sure you have your personal budget in order too this is a very important time if you have to cut things down what does that look like now for our business we have an emergency fund we're caught up on all of our bills we're doing fine but if not i can tell you one of the things that i have for going with us right now i actually have made three budgets one if things get even worse can things get worse yeah they might so i have one budget 
if things get worse. One, our current budget, where I think we're actually probably going to be, and then I have an optimistic budget. So what's going to happen is I know which one of these three budgets we can use going forward, both for my business and personally. It really, really helps. Now, during a, during a time of crisis, cash is king. Make sure you have cash. If you need credit limits, make sure you have your credit limits and know what they are. Um, I'm anti-debt, but I understand, hey, debt's part of life and you need to have those credit limits. And if you're going to buy something, make sure you can afford it. Make sure you can afford it and can pay it back in a timely manner. Because even if whatever you take out on debt, you're going to have to pay back, probably. Even the Paycheck, pay, even the paycheck Protection Act, we have signed up for it already. I, it looks like we won't have to pay those back. I'm planning on paying those back in the worst case budget because you never know what government's going to do. Even though that it looks like we probably won't, my CPA has said, if you use it for these expenses, you're fine. But in my worst case budget, we are planning on paying it back. Third, think money in, not money out. What can I do given current market conditions? So for example, right now I'm thinking, okay, what does current market conditions look like? What can we do and what can we not do? And for example, I have a number of current oxygen patients that they have not, they have, they have our concentrators. What can we do to turn those into paying customers? We have a number of customers. It looked like we were, we were pushing for testing. There were re recent oxygen customers of ours that we were pushing for patient data that we still needed proper testing and everything wasn't exactly perfect. So we were not able to bill it yet. But because of what has happened, it looks like we are going to be able to bill those clients sooner rather. I'm still waiting on a few people to get back to me, but this is something, hey, what money can we get in and can we get in now? So we need to be collecting as much money as possible. Now, so think of not what you can spend money on right now, but think of what money can you do. Fourth, we need to build our team and clean house if necessary. Now, this isn't popular. You're not supposed to think of layoffs or what layoffs would look like. But if you don't have a key executive team, make sure you have a team that you can bounce ideas off of. Because frequently in when 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 things get anxious, not all of us think properly, especially me, because I, you know, the running joke is ready, fire, aim. And I'm like, well, hey, if I miss, I'll just call it a calibration shot. All of us are a little bit different. Some people who are really good at planning, all of a sudden when this goes down, they start planning excessively. Make sure you have a leadership team. Now, what I say, clean house if necessary, what it means is I'm going back to the book, Good to Great. Make sure you have the right people on the bus. Now, I wouldn't recommend firing anyone at this time or laying them off if you have the money. But what you can do is sometimes I will allow people to self-select themselves out. Literally, they tend to be my lower performer team members, lower performing team members, and they'll just be so anxious that they spin off the bus. You know, we, we reach out to them, but sometimes you have to let them off the bus. They are going to do more harm than good. As we build our team, clean house if necessary. And what I found is during times of crisis, you really find 
who your best team members are anyway. And when I already knew who my best team members were, but I, I find it amazing during times of crisis, you really find out who is grounded and who is not grounded. But you find out what someone is made of during times of crisis. Now, one of the things Greg recommends is, especially this, pull your team in even closer. We need to work tighter within our team right now, not farther apart. Because what people will do sometimes during times of crisis, as we're leading, they'll get worried and they'll think worst case scenario. Now, why do we go worst case scenario? We're worried about worst case scenario. If you turn on the news right now, you think pandemic. But frequently, worst case scenario doesn't typically happen. Even right now, everything could be so much worse. And whether what side of the aisle you fall on, government has done really good. The government has done a really good jobs on both sides of the aisle in certain areas. I can say very positive things about certain Republicans. I can say very positive things about certain Democrats. It goes both ways. So just pull your team in closely and talk with them, reason with them, figure things out. Even if you think you have the right idea, say, hey, try to take this idea apart. They're like, well, your idea is correct. I don't care. Just pretend that my idea is not correct. How would you take it apart? And so if we can plan worst case scenario, more than likely it's not going to happen. And do this with your team. Pull your team in closely. And last, and I, I love this quote from Greg. He says, let the inmates run the asylum. Our goal as executives is to train up our team members so they can run our team. Don't be a micromanager. So if you have something that you want to be orchestrated as you're teaching someone, your goal is to allow them to run their department. Don't micromanage them. Do not do it. So what does micromanaging look like? It means lengthening the rope out a little bit. Don't not check up. This is why we have KPIs and job descriptions. Check up on them. Allow them to make mistakes. Allow them to try something. Sometimes it's better to try and fail miserably than to do it perfectly and not figure out how you got there. We want our team members to think for themselves. So let the inmates run the asylum as I coach you and as we coach others. So as I coach you and as you coach those underneath you, remember the key five. Have a plan, track your progress. What are your KPIs for your store? What are your KPIs for you personally? Are you hitting them and what are they? Are they unrealistic? Then change the goals. Number two, build a fortress balance sheet. Make sure you have the money. Number three, think money in, not money out. Number four, build a team and clean house if necessary. Number five, let the inmates run the asylum. Let your team do what you hired your team to do. If you didn't write these things down, just go on to dmecoach.com and you'll see the list of the five items that I just talked about, as well as a link to uh, Greg's book. Pick it up and uh, read it or grab the audible to it, and I'd love to break it apart with you. Um, but it's some really, really good thoughts of wisdom on how we can lead in a time of adversity. Last, take advantage of being on quarantine. I'm I'm getting together with 
I'm getting together with a lot of business cohorts and we're just Zoom meeting. We're we're using this opportunity because we're not driving and traveling everywhere. Hey, let's have more Zoom meetings together. I don't have a lot of extra time right now. I have enough time for one to three people. If you just want to just Zoom and talk about what's going on in your business right now, I'd love to throw ideas. I'll tell you what I'm doing. You tell me what you're doing. And it's kind of one of those things. I'm doing this with a, a friend of mine on Friday. I'm like, hey, let's put our minds together and see if I can help you and you can help me. And that's one of the great things. This is why I love owning an independent is, hey, as long as you're not my competitor inside my town, let me help you the best I possibly can. So see who you can't get together and, uh, hey, what are you doing? So next week on the next DME podcast, we're going to get into as we coach up others, but also what is going on with all of our current regulations from the CARES Act and the IFR, the interim final rule that was released. And what does that mean that we can now do that we couldn't do before? You also have to be careful, careful because even though they've turned off most audits right now, you better believe when this whole COVID thing is over, those audits are coming back. So be very, very careful with what that looks like. And I'm going to just dissect that next week, what we are doing as a business and how we can help you make sure that you keep everything clean. Because I guarantee you in a couple of years, we'll hear about those providers who they took advantage of the government during this time of crisis and not a good thing. We all know what happened to the scooter store back in the days. We don't want to be that person. So I look forward to talking to you next week. And until then, hey, reach out to me. Get the show notes on, click on the show notes so you can kind of see what that five-point plan Greg has. Hop on to dmecoach.com. I'd, I'd love to have a Zoom meeting with you and just talk about, hey, how can we grow our business? How can we coach you up as a leader during this time of trial? So until next week, take very good care of your customers. Take even better care of your team members and grow as a leader. Eric Michelson with dmecoach.com. Thank you.